Hey guys, and welcome back to Warhammer Wookies with Richard and Roman. Hello, everyone. Uh, okay, so once again, you might notice a slight <laughs> different sound quality. Uh, the recording device didn't run out of batteries. It actually completely died. Um, Just died. Which is really annoying. Um, so I'll have to send it back. Um, as soon as I get a new one, we'll start recording with that. But hopefully um, this is okay for now. Uh, but in the future, we'll be back to normal, pretty decent sound quality. Uh, but other than that, uh, we have more things to be annoyed about with Games Workshop. <laughs> Roman, I had a shower thought this morning. Well? Where the fuck is Angron? Um, he's probably somewhere in the space. But what's going on? <laughs> That's a good question, mate. So I was in, um, I was talking to Biff Pod chat the other day, and they, someone um, who works for um, FLG, uh, RVD1 of a kind, I think, is his handle. Uh, you probably might have read some of his articles. Uh, he, I was talking to him, and it, well, there's a group of us talking, he said, um, there's a really weird thing about chaos right now. Corn is the most non, like, most unloved god. When I was a kid, corn was the one that got everything first, the most popular one. Obviously, kids love corn, blood, monsters, you know, it's all very cool. That's kids, I mean, like, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. kids really love But blood. that's, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it made sense when they did uh, the big release for Thousand Sons, because Zeech didn't get super much love. And then they did Death Guard, okay, second favourite one, pretty cool. Motarian comes back. Uh, de- uh, some new Death, uh, Nurgle Demons as well. Uh, and then Slash has had loads of stuff to the point where I'm like, can you please stop releasing Slash models because I don't think I can afford to buy the new Peacock <laughs> things uh, if they ever get 40k rules. But Corn hasn't had anything for ages. And Angron is Angron. Like, of all the demon primarchs, he must be the most famous. Where is his model? I'm really confused, Roman. Well, uh, I guess we all are, actually. I mean, like, you remember we've been listening... I mean, we've been hearing those rumors all over and over and over and over again about new Primarchs and demon yeah. Primarchs and not demon Primarchs. And uh, I, I, I think at some day even so, I even I even heard Howl yeah. in the, somewhere from the space. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, well, that's Howl of Hope. <laughs> no, it's Lehman Russ. No, no, it's uh, not. No, it's a hall of sadness. Yeah. Like uh, Lehman Russ is some, stuck somewhere in the space, and he's super sad that he can't join his uh, Wolfie brothers. I mean, I can only assume that there must be a huge World Eaters release on the horizon, um, because the eight wolves—they are so popular, and their models are ancient. And Death Guard and Thousand Suns both have books, and. Death Guard, I kind of get, but World Eaters and Corn were always the most popular one when I was a kid, at least. The fact that they still don't have a book is super odd, and the fact Angron isn't here. Like, Angron's the only demon Primarch that's done anything in the lore up until Magnus and Mortarion returning. Like, he was the one that actually showed up in the lore and did stuff. Like, he did the War of Armageddon and, like, a load of bloodthirsts attacked Terror, and he was probably there. Like, he was actually out and doing things. Presumably, he's still out and doing things. <laughs> and he's the only one we don't have a model for, and it just seems odd to me. So, that aside, how are you feeling about Admech, Roman? 
Well, uh, it's complicated. Yeah. Uh, it's really complicated, guys. I mean, like, you probably already seen the codex. You probably all see. I mean, I, I would say at least you've already seen all the all the rules and points and everything else. And you know that admag that we have as of now is quite different from what we got used to have before. Uh, and um, uh, to me, admag was always two fractions uh, mixed together, or like three fractions, two and half. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's Kitari, it's Cult Mechanicus, and uh, it's Knights. Yeah. Uh, Knights is only half because half of the rules, half of the, I mean, half of the goods, half of the artifacts, half of the relics, half of the everything. So that's why only only half. But yeah. at least they were there. I mean, they were in the codex. Mm -hmm. And now we actually have possibility to include your knights in your build without taking a special detachment for them, which is fair enough. That's pretty cool. I that's that fair, enough. fair enough. But the thing is, the thing is that now we actually have a clear separation in your army between Cult Mechanicus and Skitari. And to me, the problem looks like that Cult Mechanicus being kind of nerfed. They kind of become like this weird second tier faction. It's like, oh, you can take these if you wanna. But yeah, Skitari is the army. Exactly, but like, why do you want to take them? That's the question, basically. What do you get if you take Cult Mechanicus? And I can <laughs> tell you that uh, you definitely get uh, a lost game. Yeah. I, That's for sure. <laughs> it's more like what you don't get. Like, if you take a Cult Mechanicus army, you don't get troops that are core choices. Yeah. Unless you take that one four-year-old that isn't the, a particularly good one, just take a relic to make them core, which seems real clunky. Um, you get robots. Robots are kind of okay. Not They're very different. They're very different now They're more well. like... Ball grin now? Yeah, pretty much. So like, and they cost a lot actually if you yeah, compare so them the to way, So the way ro robots work now is so the traditional thing to do with robots was to uh, put them in shooty mode, stand and shoot, yeah, and re-roll hits and wounds. Uh, you can't do that anymore because they're not cool. So the way that they're more likely to be played is uh, you take a data smith who gives them an aura that makes them core. However, if he changes their protocol they stop being core for a turn so there's not really any point in putting them into shoot your prof profile exactly because you'll lose core for a turn and won't have the re-rolls um so you just kind of march them up the board with a data smith with a fist and a gun do a bit of shooting do a bit of punching be a problem for the enemy i mean i think they'll have play but they're not what they were at all exactly so honestly in my opinion if you want to play cult mechanicals you definitely can do that uh, but I don't think you can play Cult Mechanicus uh, as a competitive army. No, not at all. It just, just doesn't work anymore. Uh, first problem is robots. Uh, mm. So robots, as you just said, they just don't work. Uh, I do not think, even though I've seen those lists that take uh, robots as, as ball greens, pretty mm. much, but I don't think that it's a valuable point. Why so? Because each robot is more than 100 points. Yeah, and you can take more Vanguard for that. Yeah, exactly. You just take a lot of vanguard and you take uh, the, your basic guns and you have way more firepower. That's the first problem uh, with robots. And the second one is that, that they're not that fast. Yeah. So probably by the time they arrive to somewhere, they will die. Yeah. Immediately. Well, and the thing is, like, when I was saying, oh, you just take some vanguard, like, I wasn't being facetious. I think one of the big problems with robots is that vanguard is so good now. Exactly. Vanguard and, uh, are too good, I would actually say. And actually, like, Vanguards, I would say, they actually took the place of the robots. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, they do a lot of shots. They did a lot of shots before. 
So each vanguard they had a um, radium assault uh, carbine gun. Why do you have to play an arm with such weird names for? A yeah, movie? exactly. Uh, but th- so basically, okay, let let's take it from the beginning. So we have uh, at the moment we have rangers and we have vanguards. What rangers do well? They have bigger range. And rapid fire. And rapid fire. Yeah. Uh, what we have with vanguards? They have closer range and uh, they have assault. Assault, assault free. Yeah, assault free. Assault free. Which is tasty. Which is super tasty. Yeah, exactly. And um, uh, well, you, you can imagine you just take like 20 vanguards. Yeah, they come in use to 20 now as well. Which yeah, is, they can come I, in 20. I thought that was really odd. Like, um, because they've always been like a maximum of 10. Like, I've always sort of seen them as like somewhere between a guardsman and a space marine, but kind of closer to a space marine than a guardsman. Yeah, and now. They have the three up save. They got one less toughness and strength, but they got a really good gun. Um, but now you can take minus 20, which is which weird. is Which puts them pretty much on the same place, I mean, army size, uh, as, as, as guardsmen. Yeah. But they're not guardsmen. But the thing is, they kind of are guardsmen at the moment. The guardsmen from the Skitari point of view, because um, uh, now we don't have canticles as well. I mean, yeah. we have them, but they're, they work in a different manner. So basically... We have now special rules dedicated to uh, Cult Mechanicus, and now we have special rules dedicated to Skitari. And I don't understand why, like, I don't get that at all. It seems so complicated. Like, canticles were complicated enough, like, where you were rolling for them, and then maybe... Keep forgetting them. Yeah, keep forgetting them. (laughs) You roll for them, you can pay a CP to change one, but you can't choose the same one twice. You can use call to adjust them. Like, it was complicated enough. Yeah. And then having two tables, one for Cult Mechanicus and one for Skitari, that's... There's too many rules. Like and uh, I think I think that uh, if we would have tournaments at the moment, I would assume a lot of in a, a, occasional cheating mm. uh, by people who play that was mechanical, just because it's, it became too complicated. Yeah, the and it, yeah, they're not cheating on purpose. Yeah. They're cheating because the rules are... It's like, oh, yeah, so I have this for these, but are these Skitari? I think these are Skitari, so we use that one. Actually, they're not Skitari. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So... Uh, and uh, basically, what you do now, you play a pretty much horde army. Mm. Horde army of Skitari. Uh, you take uh, vanguards. Uh, I was in the list that I usually saw people take uh, either two units of 20 or three units of 20. Uh, and probably 20 rangers as well, yeah, just for a little bit of extra range. Exactly. So in case if they take, for example, two units of 20, then they also take one unit of rangers. Yes, yeah, so you got 20. 60 models. 60 models yeah. already. Uh, what else do you bring on the table? Well, usually you bring shooting chickens. Yeah. Uh, because shooting chickens, they because they have a skitari guy on the top. Yeah. They also have core and shit, so they. They're, sh- they're core. The shooting chickens are core. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, then so you... the robots aren't core for the shooting chickens. They really want this to be a skitari army. Yeah, that's a skitari it's army. Really weird. Uh, then you also bring uh, rust stalkers. Yeah. Or... Rust stalkers are good. At last, or, I actually like that. Or infiltrators. Usually people bring infiltrators, but I saw some lists where people bring uh, rust stalkers. I like the fact those models are good. Actually, and I don't think they're too good. Actually, they're they're exactly where they should be. The problem I had is have is with the troops. Right. Yeah, uh, I mean they're, they're they're good now. I mean that's yeah. for sure. Uh, I think this should be good. Yeah. Uh, apart from them, I, I saw some people bring uh, Final Fantasy flyers. Yeah, yeah, the flyers, which is archaeopters, and they have different names, but they just call them Final Fantasy flyers because. Mm. In the essence, they are Final Fantasy flyers. Mm. If you play Final Fantasy, guys, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
what else? Ah, yeah, and uh, HQ choices. HQ, yeah. Normally, HQ choices at the moment are uh, Skitari Marshall, the, yeah. new, the new guy. It gives three rolls to wound. Yeah, that gives you a roll to wound. Uh, then uh, Manipulus. He gives three rolls to hit. They, they Even three. though he's called Mechanicus, he gives three rolls to hit to Skitari as well. Yeah. So, I don't understand what is going on, Roman. I'm so confused by this book because... They've divided it into Colt Mechanicus and Skitari. Skitari have better rules. Okay, so we play Skitari competitively. But then you take the one Colt Mechanicus, Mechanicus character who's decent, and instead of just buffing Colt Mechanicus, he buffs them both. Yeah. So even when you're taking a good character, you're still encouraged to take more Skitari and you're not encouraged to take any Colt Mechanicus. Yes, exactly. And he can't even, his reroll aura can't even affect most of the Colt Mechanicus units because they're not core. core it doesn't make any sense to me i would do two things for this book firstly we haven't really talked about the stratagems but trust me the stratagems are ridiculous on user 20 they're too much in my opinion yeah. so i would do two things i would make the when the stratagem targets unit of 20 i would double the cost of the cp mm-hmm. and it's completely reasonable yeah and i would make the tech priests re-rolls not affect core affect core mechanicus instead uh, and the thing is, if you do that, then you have broken uh, Skitari. Uh, which they're is, still good, though. Uh, they're still good, but they don't really work in the manner that Games Workshop wants them to work. Uh, but at the same time, you also get Cult Mechanicus, which are not really fixed by that. No, but no, I no. you would end up with a balanced army. Because Skitari, the Skitari Horde is ludicrously overpowered. Like, this is like Dark Elder level. Like, if this is the level all codexes are on, you can't play Space Marines anymore, you can't play Death Guard anymore, you can't play Necrons anymore. Any codex that came out before Dark Elder might as well go in the bin. Like, that's how good these new codexes are. Like, I was saying to Roman before we recorded, there's a stratagem that makes um, Rangers have Rapid Fire 2 instead of Rapid Fire 1. Yeah. Um, and then there's another stratagem that uh, increases the amount of damage they do. Uh, and, then and then you give them reroll hits, reroll wounds. And a unit of 20 Rangers. With the two characters, we worked out it's about 310 points, kills Mortarian. Like, yes. And not, not even like a, on a lucky roll. Like if you allow for variance, you have a very, very good chance of killing Mortarian. And Mortarian is considered a little bit uncompetitive right now. He's good, but he's not amazing. Like you probably won't take him to a tournament. You might, but you, you might choose something else. But he's the toughest thing. Like that's why we use him as an example. Yeah. He pays points to be tough. And something that a group of units that cost less points than him can kill him by spending two CP. Like, that is not okay. Like, that's not good. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's first, it's not okay. Uh, second, it's just weird. Yeah. I mean, like, you can imagine, guys, like, unit of rangers is just, like, a tiny guy's mm. uh, guardsman size, uh, normal guns. I mean, like, absolutely nothing special there. And uh, to me, it was really surprising to see that, yes, it's actually the case. I mean, like, unit mm. of rangers can, can, can kill a mortarian. I think we have I exactly... Never, exactly I would never believe in that. I but. think we have exactly the same problem we have with Dark Outer, though. Like, if you took out the Incubi and the racks from Dark Outer and you, and you nerfed Blackheart, like, and you nerfed um, Cold Strife, like, those are the four big offenders. If those units were made unplayable, you still have a really good army. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing else has been taken from them. Like, Hellions are pretty cool now. Reavers are pretty cool now. Void Ravens are pretty cool now. Ra- Ravages are, as Blackheart rerolling once, pretty good, right? Yeah. Well, in any other army, they would be, you take those units. Mm-hmm. But because you have these other things that are just so ridiculously powerful, yeah. you just end up spamming the same units over and over and over again. And every Admech list that I've seen written 
like there's others like robots okay maybe they're they're different now but maybe they have a place um like the like um the catafron destroyers like okay or you can make them cool if you take this relic oh that's kind of cool maybe they can have a place but none of that has a place because you just go wild table vanguard exactly and like honestly guys my list as of now would be uh two units of 20 vanguards yeah. uh one unit of 20 rangers uh skittari marshall uh check priest engines here check priest manipulus uh flyer uh, probably transporter as well, probably two transporters. And then uh, maybe two transports and another two ten units of vanguard to go in them. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah either like are the, 80 troops. Yeah, either more vanguards or probably it would be also possible to fit some uh, infiltrators as well. Well, like uh, Electro Priest, another good example of this. Electro Priest seem pretty cool right now. Or you could just take some vanguard. No, take vanguard, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so but... so basically, guys, you know, like, um, I remember when I was a kid, there was an advertisement of, sev- of, um, of Yup, you probably remember. Yeah. Yeah, just add some water. Yeah. So, guys, just add some vanguard to yeah. your Admech army. It all becomes suddenly so much better. But I think this is a real problem with the way Games Workshop tests the game. Um, because we know that by the time the beta testers get the book, it's pretty much rid- written. And they're not really play testing it they're beta testing it like they're just making sure there's nothing that doesn't make sense like mm-hmm. everything needs to be rewritten but the core rules are already there but when games workshop is play testing in the ivory tower of games workshop they are at their heart role players which is fair enough mm-hmm. but they would never think to take 120 vanguard because that's not what you would do they would take you know some robots some rust orcas like the sort of army you'd see on like uh when um Tabletop tactics are trying to have like a more narrative game. Like that's what they take all the time. So of course they don't know the Vanguard are super overpowered because they never thought to take 120 of them. Uh, actually, I think that they did. I'm pretty sure that some guys, some guys from Games Workshop, they probably sit on the same chats as we are. Like yeah, but by that point it's too late. The books already been published. Uh, but that's actually, I mean, like that actually makes me confused a bit about that because if they if they are on those chats, yeah. Uh, if and they and then they, then they know that people usually spam things. That's uh-huh. that's how it works. I mean, like if you take any unit that is like so good that everything else in the book is like, yeah, probably has a place, probably not. But if one unit is so good, you just take the maximum that you can. Yeah, that's how it was. That's how it is, and I guess that's how it will be, uh, pretty much until you have some rules which limit yeah. that possibility. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that they at least had an idea that people potentially can take all the vanguards that we have yeah i don't know i just don't think it but they, just, they don't do it in play testing i think that's the problem like i don't know i, I think that they just don't consider it a, 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 big, a big point as of now uh because like we are talking about basically two areas of, of players mm-hmm. right the first area of players is players who play in the local clubs yeah uh they don't go to local clubs and it's like Guys, I'm going to buy all the vanguards that you have. No, yeah. they they don't do like that. They come there, they buy, start collecting, mm-hmm. uh, or probably like I don't know, like start collecting for two players, like some narrative campaign. I yeah. don't know, like Space Marines versus Necros, whatever. Uh, and uh, then they paint, then they play. That's it. That's that's one audience. And there is another audience where we belong to, and uh, where people take like I don't know, like a lot of vanguards. Where people take like those horrible space marines tanks, like as many of them as possible, which are now rubbish. Because which are now were, rubbish. Which is the next thing I was going to come on to. Games Workshop does not know how to nerf things. Yeah, 
and so, that's actually what scares me a lot now. yeah uh, like we, me and Roman are both worried as Dark Alder and Admet players like I said to Roman before we started recording like if I was able to go to tournaments right now I'd go well it's kind of bad for the game that Dark Alder are this strong but at least I can win some tournaments but I'm not going to be able to go for six months and by that time Games Virtual have smashed them around with the Nerf Hammer because I don't trust them to do it reasonably like what they'll do I imagine instead of doing something creative they'll just raise the points costs on Vanguard and then there'll be way too many points and you're like yeah. oh well, we can't take those anymore and then that breaks Admech and like the same thing will happen with Dark Hour oh there's Inkeby you know, people are taking three units of five and they seem really strong um, but that's double their points cost it's like no that's not the solution <laughs> like the, the problem isn't inherent in the units themselves it's just layering all of these rules yeah. and, and stratagems and and secondaries that they benefit from on top of all of this and it becomes too much and um, yeah I, I don't understand like how they can't have realised it by this point um, and honestly like because it's too much work for too little amount of people mate that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing the I mean like uh, usually you know like I can tell you like from the system architecture architecture perspective when you have a bug in your code that only like 7% of your audience encounter Mm. Uh, well, that probably that's probably a bad thing to have, but seven percent, it's just seven percent. Yeah, but from I I understand that from like a perspective of someone releasing a program. The problem with Games Workshop is there's a PR aspect to it, right? And if uh, I'm a new player and um, I want to get into the game, and someone tells me, oh yeah. If you play Admech, like you've probably already lost if he's taken 100 Vanguard. Do you know what I'm going to do? Play Star Wars Legion instead. Uh, yeah, that's quite possible. And it and the most vocal people in the community are the people who are most competitive, right? Like That's one of the reasons we started this podcast, is we wanted to strike the mid-ground. And I will get on to how Admech affects mid-ground after, after I've made this point. The most vocal people in the community, generally most podcasts are run by very competitive players. And... If everyone in the community is hearing, like, Drukari ridiculous, they have an 86% win rate at tournaments, and I'm making it going to be even worse. Like, I talk to people at every level of the game, and everyone is going, this sounds shit. Like, I'm not looking forward to playing Warhammer again, even after lockdown, because this doesn't sound fun. Like, it gets into people's mindsets. Okay, so, let's look at Admec from a perspective of, like, someone who's trying to get better at the game, um, maybe not going to tournaments yet. Maybe thinking about going to tournaments, and they take take like a fairly fairly reasonable armies, and their opponents generally take fairly reasonable armies. I still think that Dark Elder and Admech are too much, because twenty rangers is not a unreasonable thing to put in your list, right? No, twenty rangers is not. One unit of twenty rangers with a couple of stratagems. And a couple of characters that you're going to have anyway because you need HQs kills Mortaria. That's a problem. Like, that is a problem at every level of the game. Because, okay, I've got my start collecting. I've got 10 rangers. Right. What do I do next? Okay, I'll buy, some, I'll buy, I'll buy, I'll buy a unit of Vanguard. Okay. I want to get better. I kind of like, what, what's good? Or if I get, buy another 10 Vanguard and another 10 rangers and I have two units of these of 10 vanguard and then I can make a unit of 20 rangers and that kills Mortarian. I'll do that like that's such an easy accessible thing and the same you see the same thing the same thing's happening with Dark Outer 
for people who are getting into Dark Elder now, they get to start collecting, they're building up the collection, maybe have a Ravager. Ravagers are pretty good, right? At that level of the game, they're very good. Um, they maybe got some Hellions and Reavers at that level of the game, they're awesome units. And then they go, right, how do I make my army better? My Incubi are really cool. Uh, what do the top people do? Well, I don't want to buy all that, but I can I can buy another 10 Incubi and have 15. Like, it's too excessively, it's too accessible to make the army ridiculous because of these key problem units, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, actually. Uh, I do think that, uh, so basically, I mean, like, the problem is that the basic units because Vanguard and Rangers are the basic units for yeah. Admech and Incubi, I guess, is the basic units. Well, they're elites, but um, they're, they're over-tuned and a little... Either over-tuned or under-costed. Okay, well... But uh, they are elites, so they're slightly different. That's a slightly different story, then, because for Admech, those are basic units. I mean, that's... Yeah. Uh, you buy, I don't know, like... Uh, before that, you probably remember, guys, uh, in uh, September, October last year, uh, we had uh, battle forces packs, mm -hmm. and uh, well, what did you, did you see there? Well, at least you see some rangers. Yeah, every box of Agnek is going to come with uh, the Ranger Vanguard kit that can be made in Yeah, theater, exactly, right? exactly. So uh, what, whatever you buy from Agnek, pretty much whatever, you always get rangers and vanguards, mm -hmm. and because they're so strong, that's that's what you do. I mean, like you so, just take one more and one more and one more and more. Let's look at a direct comparison, right? Um, 20 Vanguard versus 20 Noise Marines, right? Yeah. They're both assault free. How many points is a Vanguard? Seven? 20 Vanguards. One Vanguard is like five, I think. Yeah, so a Vanguard is, is five points. A Noise Marine is 17 points. Yeah. They're both assault free. They both have one wound. They both have a three plus armor save. They both have strat No, uh, a Vanguard have a four up. Okay, so they have a four. So the Space Marine, the Noise Marine gets one better armor for his. Um, 10 more points or 12 more points like triple the points essentially yeah um, what what do they do okay they shoot they both shoot assault 3 strength 4 yeah what range is the vanguard uh, 18 18 okay so the noise means 24 so you, you're getting a little bit more out of your points but probably not enough to make him 3 times the cost okay now let's look at the stratagems oh they both have stratagems that increase their damage they both cost 1 CP that seems fair um Noise Marines have to pay 2 CP to fire twice. Rangers have to pay 1 CP to get, to get rapid fire 2. Is that fair? Uh, not really. So a squad of Noise Marines, which is like a core unit for Emperor's Children, uh, 20 of them, 17 points for model, 340 points, and then you have to pay 3 CP to make them kill Mortarion. That, okay. Maybe a little bit too much, but in the current mayor, definitely an okay unit. The unit of rangers are basically like half that points cost mm -hmm. and pay 2 CP to do the same thing. Yes. That is not okay. Like, that is, in, that is external balance amongst codexes, which is ridiculous. Like, that is so out of whack, I don't know how it was published. Honestly, like, I know I'm ranting now, but... I'm very annoyed about this <laughs> because I like Admech as an army. I think they have super cool models. I would say they have the best model line other than Dark Elder, in my personal opinion. I think a lot of people think they have the best model line in the game. And I want Admech to be good. But what I don't want is Admech to be ridiculous for six months, then nerfed from the ground. So you, never, so you see them everywhere and then you never see them again. 
that's not and actually fun. I, I'm afraid that's what's going to happen yeah I'm, I'm afraid this is going to happen before that in AdMac it was a spam of uh, breachers and destroyers list uh, a lot of people use it and I think that it's, it's relatively good I wouldn't say that it's like super good uh, or like super competitive but it was an A tier like it's it's not S tier like you might have a hard matchup in tournament you could win if you if you did well and got yeah. some good matchups yeah exactly but it, it, it was a good list yeah. it was a good list uh, destroyers were more questionable in my opinion breachers were better again in my opinion so yeah. like some people can argue and actually what I expected and you probably remember that I said that, that I expected instead of D6 shots have uh, D3 plus 3 yeah, uh, which is uh, fair enough. I mean, like that's usually how uh, G6 shots being uh, transferred to ninth edition, and uh, we didn't have that. No. Uh, so we still have this uh, weird D6 shots, uh, which is uh, a bit questionable. But the problem is they're not core. Why aren't they core? That makes it drives me crazy that they're not core. Uh, they're not core, uh, and um, but they're still infantry. No, they're bikes now. Ah, yeah, yeah, they're Which bikers, exactly. So and they, they are bikers. They, so they can't, yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, they can't move from through terrain. Uh, they don't have core. And they cost more. The question is, why? Yeah. I mean, they were good, but they were not that good to be nerfed to the ground. Like, Dane's that's Workshop, sure. Dane's Workshop seems to have this weird need with every codex of trying to adjust every single unit. Like, if they'd left breaches alone, just said okay we're not gonna do anything to them people seem to be taking them but they're not the most popular choice just leave them alone then like that's fine but for some reason they have to go in and fiddle with every single unit if we were in a position where breaches have been left alone and vanguard had become overpowered okay so when the nerf hammer comes for vanguard maybe breaches can fill the fill the gap like they're still core, cool, they're still infantry that's that's fine but they've made breaches so much worse and Vanguard so much better that when Vanguard inevitably get nerfed, Admech has no troops left that are worth taking. Exactly. And uh, that's another problem that I see here. Uh, if Vanguards will get nerfed and Rangers together with them as well, and I'm pretty sure that they will, I mean, because that's what usually happens. Yeah. Uh, they're too good to stay in the game for a long, for a longer time mm. than until the next... I don't know, next chapter approved, whatever. Well, that's coming out in three weeks. Exactly, which is coming out now. So that won't have a Mac or Dark Outer on it. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that uh, Dark Outer probably will be nerfed there. Uh, and the Mac probably will survive. I can tell you Dark Outer definitely will not be nerfed there because that book was written before the Dark Outer credits ah, came out. Okay, okay. Well, then probably both of us will live till, till December, right? Well, they'll do a patch at some point. Who knows? Like, it's impossible to tell. The other thing that's got me really, really worried is... We know there's about five or six codexes that haven't been released yet. Mm -hmm. Orcs come in next, then sisters. Are we going to see this every single army that comes out now? Is this going to be the pattern? Every single army is going to come out and be ludicrously powerful and then have to be nerfed. And then the next army comes out and it's ludicrously powerful. And you know what, what that reminds me? It reminds me of 7th edition. Yeah, it's very 7th edition. It's really 7th edition in its essence. Because in the 7th edition, guys, if you remember... Admech also been separated into Cold Mechanicus and Skitari. Yeah, and you had... Um, and you had some rules for Skitari. Yeah, you had this special faction. And so, the problem, so I will say I don't think it will ever be as bad as 7th edition because one of the core problems with 7th edition was the concept of... Um, what were they called? Uh, they had like special detachments. So I can't remember what they're called now um, because it was so long ago and I <laughs> removed that from my mind. But you had to take exact units. Yeah. 
So the, a 2000 point ad mech army was already built for you. It wasn't like you got to choose. You couldn't be like, ah, oh, I don't know if I want rangers or I want some more extra pieces. Like, no, you take this number of rangers and you take these robots. Fuck you, bitch. Like, <laughs> they was literally like, this is the army you take. Yeah. Um, and you took that army and it was super broken. If you didn't take that army, it was crap. Like, there's a difference there. At least we have some agency in this and people can make different choices I, in their I army. Think, I think that, uh, at least how it looks to me right now, uh, basically 9th edition is 7th edition with creativity. Yeah. Same amount of weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, same amount of weird rules. Uh, same amount of broken units yeah. in every codex. So every new codex, as it was in 7th, every new codex appears, the army becomes just like ridiculously good mm. then the new codex comes and that army is so horrible now yeah because we have another army which is so good it's even better and even better and yeah. even better and it's just tiring man yeah and uh, i don't know why because like uh, to me eighth edition in general looked pretty much balanced there was a beautiful moment in eighth edition um after the castellan knife before yeah. the space marine book when everything was in its place every army was playable Everyone who had Psychic Awakening had cool stuff they could do. It was wonderful. Like, and Knight started off, actually, pretty well, I would yeah. say. Space Marine Codex came out, toned down a lot of the bullshit, made all the Space Marines viable. Space Wolves were on the losing end, but they're actually spe the interesting thing about Space Wolves, actually, talking to competitive players, is if you're a Space Wolf player, you won't make a good army. If you're a competitive player who looks at Space Wolves, you will make a good army. Because things like Wolfen and um, the, the Wolf Riding Lads, I can't remember what they're called, <laughs> so much stuff in 40k, um, they're rubbish, but mm -hmm. the core rule of Space Wolves is actually pretty good. So if you just take a normal Space uh, Primaris army and make it Space Wolves with good characters, you actually mm -hmm. make a really good army. That's not a Space Wolves army. But every Space Marine Codex, like Death Watch had some cool playability, yeah. we've got a huge breakdown on Blood Angels, and we were really excited about the way Codexes were going. Um, Death Guard came out they were about on the same level Necrons had come out before that and they seemed to be uh, have some really interesting builds like with Catan spam mm -hmm. was pretty interesting Warriors actually with the Silent King were really cool like it was all on this real nice level and then Drakari like landed like a fucking meteorite and we were like okay this is a bit much let's hope the next codexes aren't going to be like this and then Admet comes out and I'm looking at Sisters and Orcs and thinking bloody hell like is this is this where we are now like hopefully the orc codex comes out and it's back on the level of those space marine codexes admech and drukari get reasonable nerfs and we're all back to that nice level but i predict i predict that there's something either to orcs and sisters come out and they're on this ridiculous level and though if you go to a tournament you have four armies to choose from because they're the ones that have the ridiculous codexes or they come out and they are on that level and Admech are on like a decent level, like in line with the Space Marines, and Admech and Drakari get nerfed so badly that they are unplayable. And uh, I just, I don't, I think I'm so I, I, frustrated. I have a feeling, I have a feeling that each next army codex is going to be that good that all the competitive players are going to be, oh man, that's so good, I'm going to play this army now. And uh, then we play that army for a few months, uh, we buy the models, uh, we play in the tournaments, and then we got the new codex. 
which is so much better than the previous one. Okay. And everyone buys the new colors. So I wouldn't say Abmech is better than Dark Elder. I would say they're on an equal level of bullshit. If, oh, if man. That, uh, uh, I would say they're an equal level of, of too good, personally. It remains to be seen. Obviously, we've got to play some games. There'll be some tournaments that happen, whatever. Um, Admech actually countered Drakari pretty well, but Drakari are really good into every other army, pretty much. And there are ways you can outplay Admech if you have good terrain. Um, so I'd say that they're probably on an equal level of very, very, very good. Admech probably have the upper hand there just because of the way the army is designed. If the other codexes come out and they're all on that level, and then Space Marines, Death Guard, and Necrons get a buff to bring them up to that level, at least, you know, once everyone's overpowered, nobody is. I don't think it'd be the funnest game in the world because it would be too ridiculous. It's like two sm massive rocks smashing into mm -hmm. each other, and whichever one yields first wins. I don't think it'll be the best, most fun version of 40k. I think 8th was, was more fun, but at least everyone will be on an equal footing. What worries me is the older codex is not getting any kind of updates and just being left in the lurch with all these stupidly powerful books coming out that are playing a different game. I mean, we shall see. We shall see because in the next few three weeks we are going to get an FAQ. Mm. Uh, we have updated points. Updated rules. We actually already started to see some of the updated points uh, as the leaks. The new secondaries. To actually try and be positive, new secondary changes, amazing. I love them. All of them are great. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, that, that I can agree with. Uh, but I'm most in, mostly interested in points. Yeah. And I'm not sure what actually we'll see in the points because I see... I'll tell you what we'll see. Because mm -hmm. this book was written a long time ago. Keeper of Secrets used to be a really good unit, right? Not that great anymore because mm -hmm. I have Mech and Drukari. That go up in points. Um, Intercessors probably go up in points because they used to be really good. Like, this is the problem. Because the chapter approval was written so long ago, they're going to be increasing points on things that were good before Dark Elder Before, came out. so they're basically making everything worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's going to be ridiculous. If it's, if Unless it's true. Games Workshop is really on the ball, and this is a digital... No, it's physical. It must have been put to the printers months ago. That's the problem. Unless, I mean, maybe the design team blow my mind, and they have they actually figured out how strong these characters coming out are, and haven't nerfed and they fixed like everything keepers. before the yeah. releases well uh, I would say that it's possible it's possible it's it possible. probable uh, I'm just not sure if they did that or not yeah. so we shall see in the future uh, or to be honest like I, 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 I assume we are going to have more of those points leaked in the in the next few days because I've already seen um, land raiders are now still untakeable this is my favorite <laughs> games workshop do not understand the value of a land raider um, land raiders are now like 265 points do you know how much I pay for a land raider 175 maybe there's still way too many points that's, that's just too expensive four last cannon shots six heavy bower shots no core so no rerolling rolling hits or wounds on a toughness a 14 wound chassis so you take it on the table because only because you have a fancy model you want to show you i friends. have a pink land raider i really want to play my pink land raider it's really fancy it's but it's not going to see play no. because the toughness eight with a two of armor save isn't good enough because invon saves are what really matters right and four last cannon shots 
Last Cannon's kind of a bad gun, guys. I'm sorry. Like, they seem really cool, but they're kind of bad. Like, I've never seen anyone take Last Cannons on Havocs or Devastators. No. It doesn't happen. No. If you have an option to take something that isn't a Last Cannon, you take the other thing. Like, back when Predators had <laughs> Kill Shot, you, you would take... The, you wouldn't take the last cannons. You take predator auto cannon and heavy bombers mm -hmm. yeah. because six shots is better than one shot. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, two shots. Sorry, six shots is better than two shots. It doesn't matter that it's strength nine minus four d six damage. D six damage is terrible anyway because you might roll a one. Mm -hmm. um, having flat two that goes to flat three, like flat three, is infinitely better than d six plus one. It's so much better. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, not even on like okay like shot for shot you might, oh, I mean, you might be doing a mass in your head listening to this going well no because like D6 plus 1 that's an average of 5.5 yeah but there's 3 shots coming from the heavy bolt so that's 9 damage or 5 damage strength 5 plus 1 to wound or strength 9 oh, plus 1 to wound do you know how often the difference between strength 9 and strength 5 make, makes a difference when you're shooting a knight? When you're shooting a knight, when you shoot a Mactarian. And I would prefer to have three shots wounding on threes than one shot wounding on twos. On twos it's yeah. just the way things are. Um, so, yeah, it's cute that they made the Land Raider cheaper. Knock another hundred points off, guys, <laughs> and then we'll have a chat. Yeah. Nah. Then I also saw some points on uh, Necrons and on Gene Stealers. Yeah. Uh, Gene Stealers, uh, some of them went up in points. I what? have no idea Jesus why. Jesus went up in points. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna pull my hair out in a minute. Like, it's like why? It's like well, I mean, like we're still not sure if it's. Gene like, no one takes Gene Stealers. What are they doing, Roman? I'm getting so irate. I'm so. They, what are they doing? Nobody takes Gene Stealers. Were really good in the beginning of Eighth Edition. It was three years ago. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Three years. Jesus Christ, that's the time. Tyranids now, you take Forge World models because that's the only thing that's good in the army. GNC does a crap. What are they doing? Well, uh, it's still possible that those are not correct leaks. I mean, all the time. Yeah, I like, suppose so. Uh, we know that sometimes like people just post rubbish and then they call it leaks yeah. in order to get the Yeah, leaks. I saw a leak that a raider's gone up to 145 points. I can tell you that's wrong because that's way too many points for a raider and also Dark Adder are not in that book. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. So, uh, I mean... That, that can be completely wrong and uh, we shall see in the future. Then also I saw that some Necron guys, some went up in points, some went down in points. So it looks like like ups and downs here and there. But in general, like if you compare with the new books, I mean, with the Dark Raiders. It's irrelevant. It's, like, it's absolutely irrelevant, exactly. It's like, uh, it looks like you're trying to catch a train which has already gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. I think, like, Corona has been tough on Games Workshop. They've had this huge delay on Codex releases. I completely sympathise. Like, it must be really tough for them having this plan for the edition and then not being able to roll out because of a virus that none mm -hmm. of us can control. But when the books do finally come out and they're horrendously broken, they they lose all of my sympathy, honestly. Like, it, it could use all that extra time to work on the book, you know? Yeah, and actually, as you remember, all those, as you remember, guys, all those books. I mean, like so far at least, they've been all been delayed. Yeah, for quite some time, for quite some time, like for a few months at least. So, like, what you can do there? Well, actually, like, honestly, in my opinion, what I would say, 
uh, at the moment because of all those COVID restrictions and because people couldn't play and couldn't test it properly and so on and so forth, I would actually say that you probably shouldn't or at least I think that's a bit irresponsible to publish the books and instead uh, release uh, like a betas of the books uh, in electronic version. Or like even if you really want even better imprinted versions. I think beta is a really good idea. It's something that Games Workshop and their current state will never do because they think, oh, well, if people have the betas, they won't buy the codex, which isn't true. Like you'll buy the real codex when it comes out. But yeah, I think beta codexes would have been awesome um, and something they could have published online. But I just, I don't know. I don't think that's something that they would ever do. Um, I hope, honestly, the chapter proof comes out, it shuffles some things around, and they've used this time to make it a really good chapter approved. And I hope that enough Dark Elder and enough Admech are on the way, and they're not too much. Like, they are enough to bring, that they can still be the best army in the game. It's not, there's always gonna be a best army in the game. Like, I don't have a problem with there being a best army in the game. That's just what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But an 87% win rate is not the best army in the game. Yeah. That's a broken game. It's a broken army. Right? Broken army. Imagine if you were game. playing Call of Duty and there was one gun out of all the guns in Call of Duty that you won 87% of the time if you took that gun. And actually that's what happens right now in Call yeah. of Duty. Well, okay, well, I don't play Call of Duty. <laughs> that sounds shit. Like, I can tell you, as, as, a, as a person who plays sometimes Call of Duty with his brother, I can tell you that uh, there are builds in Call of Duty that you actually do, and all people do, exactly the same guns yeah. and exactly the same like, types of weapons. Well, that's because boring. Like, um, it's one thing in an online game. Uh, it's an easy analogy. It's one thing in an online game because you switch around. Game, Warhammer it takes a, is expensive and takes time and effort to make and build. Yeah. You can't... Like, if I was going to a tournament tomorrow, I'd take Dark Outer and I'd, there's a good chance I'd win. Um, and I'd feel kind of rubbish about it to be honest because I know that there'd be other people there who've put just as much time and effort maybe more into their armies and they didn't have a chance because I just have the good book right now yeah that's really sad I would say I mean that that I, I would feel probably the same with my Admech right now if I just play like Vanguard's Bomb yeah so I don't think that it's hard for the game in no. general no no it's well, not like we try to be positive here and we try to talk about to like the mid-level players um Honestly, like, if you are at that club level, this does affect you. I've, I've spoken to some people who say, well, you know, it doesn't matter because they won't, like, I play sort of more reasonable games. So. But this will affect you because they are that good. Right? Like I was saying earlier, like, these are not expensive additions to your army. And they're probably units you want to have either because they're troops or because they're cool. Mm -hmm. So people are going to have them anyway. And that's a real problem for all levels of the game. Yeah, and we try and be positive and usually we try and look on the bright side for everything but I'm really struggling right now to see a bright side here because whatever path goes along like I, someone's going to be upset like that admet player who's brought 120 Vanguard and then they get nerfed is going to be upset and all the players he lost to because Vanguard were broken in that time they're going to be upset as well and like it just makes me sad man like I really love Warhammer like it's my favourite thing in the world and I it's like it's hitting me quite emotionally that it's got this far out of hand like I thought this was over with like I dealt with 7th edition I really like 8th edition and I thought we were done with that and I 
it just it actually upsets me i mean we shall see i mean like honestly i still i'm still trying to stay positive uh and uh we know that in the time of, of eighth edition actually games were shot and they nerfed something for example castellan uh you still had some options you still had some options to do you still had some possibilities even to play castellan uh to some extent that yeah. they saw people continuing playing castellan even after the nerfs um so uh the question is like uh how much time they have uh how much um, possibilities they have to test all the potential builds mm. and uh how much they are in the dialogue with the players basically especially with the competitive players who we know because we do that yeah. are going to bring that spam on the board yeah. like, that's what's going to happen I guys mean, John Lennon who you might be aware of like he's probably the best player around at the moment um uh, he's in contention for best player in the world. He's found a solution to Dark Elder. His solution to Dark Elder is to take two Redemptors, two Volkite Contemptors, which are four draw models, and two, um, oh, what are they called? The, the Dreadnoughts that aren't Dreadnoughts, so have the guys in the front, Invictors. Yeah, Invictors. Two Invictors, a Tech Priest, a Chapter Master, and a Librarian, and then a couple of troops to hold objectives. And if he goes first, he beats Dark Elder. That's. Terrible. The, 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 That's a terrible yeah. state for the game to be in. For, to be to have to take a really specific build and go first to have a chance of beating an army. That's not good. Like that's not good, man. Well, let's hope that something will change in the future. We still have FEQ. We still have chapter approved, and we have more codexes on the way. Yeah. Cool. Right, sorry I've been a bit of a downer. It's, I've, I've been talking too much to people about this stuff and it's got on top of me. And like I said, I love Warhammer and I want the game to be a good place. I want lots of people to play and have a good time. So, book positive, recommendations. Do some book recommendations. Yes, Roman, do you have a book for us? Yes, I have a really good book actually. Uh, so you guys probably remember I recommended a Poppy War once by Rebecca Kwan. Mm-hmm. So this time I'm going to recommend the second book, The Republic, Republic of Dragon. Uh, and I can tell you that's a quite different book. The first one, I would say, it's a pretty much action movie. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff going on, blasts, magic, I don't know, like some weird stuff, drugs. Really cool, I definitely recommend. Uh, second one, uh, let's imagine that you have all of that from the first book, but you also add uh, the level of political intrigue by the level of Game of Thrones. Ooh. That's what you that get. That sounds in, very interesting. That's what you get in the second book. Nice. And I think it's really good. I mean, like, honestly, uh, I still... Well, the, uh, there is a third book that I didn't read just yet. Uh, I have it, but I just didn't have time. Uh, but I can tell if uh, if Rebecca Kwan continues doing her job really good, I would say that the ending is going to be completely, absolutely epic. Uh, and um, uh, it's still probably not the level of Game of Thrones, yeah. beca just because Game of Thrones is bigger. Yeah, but, I mean, that's like saying this band isn't as good as the Beatles. Like, it's not a comparison you need to make. You yeah, know? exactly, exactly. So, but uh, while we are waiting for the next book of Game of Thrones, if, if it's going to arrive ever, yeah. uh, I think that uh, Rebecca Kwan's trilogy, especially like the first two books, are really good substitution for that. So if you're looking for something which is in a fantasy world, which is closer to China, uh, or at least like medieval China, I would say, and uh, you prefer like some uh, magic action in it, then definitely go for it. I mean, it's a really good book. Uh, Republic of Dragon, Rebecca Kwan. Nice. Um, the book I'm going to suggest is a book I'm reading at the moment. Um, and 
It's a very interesting book. It's very short, um, but it has a lot of depth to it. Uh, it's called um, An Operating Manual for Spaceship Earth. Um, Sorry, guys. By a man's name, which is very complicated. Buckminster Fuller is his name. Um, which is an awesome name. Like, uh, I love his name, but the book is much easier to remember. So, Operating Manual for Spaceship Earth. Um, it was written back in the 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. and uh, he was one of the first ever environmental activists, like back when that was first becoming a thing, like people were becoming aware that we were polluting the environment. And so he was this lecturer who toured all over America and the rest of the world and uh, did lectures on, okay, what can we do now to prevent the disaster that is going to happen in the future? And obviously no one listened to him. People went to his lectures, but everyone went, yeah, that sounds like it could be bad, but I think we'll be all right. But now we know this reality is coming to pass. Uh, so his son, uh, oh, his grandson, sorry, has, um, uh, the forward is really nice, written by his grandson. Um, he's collected um, three of his books and had them republished. And uh, he makes a point in the start of like, look, he didn't get everything right. Like, you can't expect someone to predict everything that's going to happen in the future. But he did get a lot of stuff right. And it's very pertinent to now where the environmental question has come really to the front uh to like look at this stuff that he was saying so long ago and go okay uh we should have done those things in the past we didn't like what can we do now um there's some questionable things in the book like his take on the history of the british empire is interesting (laughs) um i don't know if i agree with it um read the book it's very entertaining um I understand the point he's trying to make, but I don't know if I agree with his take on the British Empire um, and how it was formed. Because he basically says like there, it, it was because of pirates who were actually manipulating everyone from behind the scenes because they were geniuses. Um, maybe I don't know enough about history, but it just seems a bit left field. So like a few stuff in there is very out there, um, but honestly, that just makes it a more interesting read because you like reading it, you're like this is a very good important point about how we should recycle plastic. Pirate Kings. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so, like, it's kind of, like, it kind of has both things. Like, he's a very good storyteller. There's stuff in there that will make you go, well, that's out there. And there's some stuff in there that will really make you think about how we're treating the planet. So, Operating Mind of a Spaceship Buff, uh, you'll read it in a few hours. It's real short. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. Cool. That's it for today. Yeah. So, as always, follow us on Twitter. Questions, comments. Uh, send, us on, send us them on Twitter. And we will speak to you next week. Talk to you later, guys. Bye-bye.